The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Vent Fuel by Dead End Barbecue, and it's time for Touchdown or Turnover. Bad Balco attend Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. Better rates and better service. Tennessee, Memphis, tomorrow. Tomorrow, noon for us, 11 a.m. local time, as this game will be played in Nashville. In state rivalry game. Seven players on Memphis team from Memphis. Kenny Chandler, first-round pick this year's upcoming NBA draft. He's from Memphis, decided not to stay home. The coaches, they've had their their history, Petey Hardaway, Rick Barnes. Touchdown turnover, there will be a technical foul called tomorrow in the Memphis-Tennessee game. Touchdown, turnover. Touchdown. Absolutely believe so. There, There's just so many emotions attached to this basketball game. I, I would imagine that Rick Barnes, if he could pick one coach on the regular season schedule to beat, it would be Penny Hardaway. And I think Penny Hardaway would pick Rick Barnes. Those, those team, those two coaches – don't have good blood for Pearl. for one another. It, I I would rather beat Penny than Bruce Pearl. I I think honestly this season, if I could pick just one game to without a doubt win a guaranteed W, it would be Memphis over Kentucky, over Bruce Pearl, over Will Wade, over Alabama. Oh, yeah, Will Wade. I, I I would I would pick Memphis and and Penny. And part of that is because this is going to be the last time we see these two teams play for a while. And I I really do not like Penny. I can tell. I can't I can't stand him. I think he has been an immature child since he took the Memphis job. For, and there's a long laundry list of, of well-documented items that, that prove that he has been immature and over the top and, and not really acted like an adult. Uh, and it's not even just directed at Tennessee. There's plenty of examples that don't even include Tennessee. I just I don't think he's handled himself well as a head coach since he took over the the Memphis head coaching job. So um, I, I think there's bad blood, a lot of bad blood between each side, and I, I think it's going to mean a lot to a lot of people tomorrow. And I could see Urosh getting a tech. He he's he's I'm amazed that he hasn't gotten a tech yet. I mean, you go back to the Colorado game. And the official had to storm over to the bench to warn Urosh when he wasn't even in the game because Urosh was being extra on the sideline after a call. Then you had Urosh diving on top of somebody and the ref having to <laughs> get in front of his face. And everybody was mad at the ref. But I'm like, did y'all not just see Urosh dive headfirst into somebody and, and <laughs> like body body slam somebody? I mean, the, the ref had a right to do what he did there. So, yes, I absolutely think that there's going to be a, a technical foul tomorrow. And I think I think it'll be Penny. I think Penny will get too emotional, especially if things are going well for Tennessee. I I think he will lose control of himself. 
think it's going to be a coach or a player that gets it? If it's Memphis, I think it's Penny. If it's Tennessee, I'll say it's Urosh. Urosh or Kennedy? Man, they they don't they don't give Rick Barnes technicals, man. Rick Barnes be giving the referees the business sometimes. The business. It's like they scared of Rick. He he has to go over the top for him to get a technical. Yeah, it, it looks like he is undressing the referees just watching it on TV. I think there's going to be a technical foul. And it doesn't really take much to get a technical foul t- in, in today's game. I mean, a little trash talk is a technical foul. So I think there will be one. I'll say, I'll say touchdown. Uh, and I'll say let's get to the phones. Let, let's get to the phones. Who we got? Stan wants to talk about Bronny. Stan, good morning, Stan. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. All right, thank you for calling. Hey, uh, listen to the conversation about Bronny James, and, you know, I I have, I think back to other high-profile athletes with high-profile parents and, and what the effect was on the coaches and the program. You know, you think about Peyton Manning did a great thing for Tennessee, but he had a dad that stayed out of the way. But then I go back to uh, Diamond DeShields and her experience with the Lady Vols, and she was just a cancer, it seemed like. And mm-hmm. her, and so was her dad mm-hmm. and mother. And, you know, so I think LeBron James would be a hundred times the DeShields family over and I, I just really can't see it. And with as much animosity as, as LeBron shows, I, I, I would see him sending his kid to play for Penny before I'd send him to play for Barnes. And I hate to say that, but that's just that's just the track record of LeBron James. Based you know, on I, based on what past events, because I haven't seen him say anything or do anything at at Bronny's games. Um, and I don't. Yeah. What animosity are you talking about? That he's that he's, you know, shown to someone. Uh, he, his his overall attitude uh, toward coaches. Period. I mean, he he's been a cancer for every coach. I mean, he's been the downfall of every coach he's ever played for. I mean, uh, so why wouldn't he be the downfall to a coach of his son with the popularity and 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 uh, exposure that he has? I mean, the one time. That Brick Barnes dresses Bronny down, and I got a feeling it's not going to be very good on Twitter. Twitter for Rick, I, I, I just see that from LeBron. I'm sorry, but that's just my opinion, and he's yeah. proven it over and over that he's got to give his opinion on any time the wind changes directions on Twitter. So, I mean, you know, there's going to be a time and a place that he won't agree with Rick Barnes, and Rick Barnes will be the worst coach that's ever been in college basketball, according to LeBron James, and. A lot of the Moonies will follow that direction, and uh, you know, I just I, I have I don't have a whole lot of respect for LeBron James as far as a person. I have a great respect for him as an athlete, and a great respect for his skills. But I just feel like that's one of those those people that eventually would be a cancer inside the Tennessee locker room, and our locker room is too good to ruin just because of Bronny James, even though we'd be on TV every minute of the day. And that's just my opinion, but I just want to throw that out and bring up that point that, uh, you know, sometimes the cancer in the locker room, I mean, you look at what happened with Kelly Washington and, and Coach Fulmer. I mean, I think Kelly Washington was really the, the beginning of the end for Philip Fulmer. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm, I'm just I'm just making the comparison with the DeShields family, and I think it would be 100 times worse. And that's just my opinion, guys. Thanks I, for taking my I call. I appreciate it. I don't think there's any evidence to point to that happening. Like, LeBron has had a, a kid in high school for a couple of years and we haven't seen or heard one thing. We haven't heard one thing about LeBron and the coach at, at you know, mm-hmm. Bronny's high school. No, the the only thing to to Stan's point about the whole high school charade is, and it's not a huge deal at the end of the day. I think it's funny. But it is funny for LeBron to be, like, on, on the sideline and then, like, in between games or, like, during warm-ups, like, <laughs> he grabs a ball and, and goes out there and, and puts on, like, a, a shoot-around. And it, it, it's like it's a, a – AAU. I've seen it at high school, too. I've seen it at, at Bronny. It, it's, he ain't, he ain't it's, doing it no college game. He, Nobody's like, doing that in a college game. Correct. But, like, most parents kind of, especially at LeBron's stature, kind of like to sneak in and, and be low-key. And, look, I'm not I, – I think it's funny. Again, I think it's funny. But there are times where it does look like LeBron's doing a little too much by picking up the ball during warm-ups and, like, doing shoot-around, going through the layup line with the kids before the game. That's a little much to me. But, yeah, like, but, but my point in bringing that up is, like, like there have been times of him going through the layup line, which I, I think is funny, but it is a little, do it a little too much. He ain't, doing that, he ain't doing that in college. No, but still, like, you are seeking a little attention by jumping in the layup line of your kid's high school basketball game. Um, it's not the end of the world, but, like, he, he does love the attention. Uh, but my point in bringing that up is, like, that's the only evidence we have of him kind of maybe being too much at, at doing too much at a high school basketball game where his son is playing. And to me, that's not a big deal. I just think it's funny. I mean, the whole the, the diamond to shields that, point that, that, that Stan yes. tried to bring up. Um, the culture was an absolute dumpster fire during Holly Warlick's time, and it it had been festering and festering and for a while and. To use that, it shows that Stan just doesn't like LeBron. And I can, like, I can, and I'm indifferent. Like, I don't love LeBron or dislike LeBron. Like, I notice that he does a lot more good than bad. Um, and I don't think he's a bad person. And I respect him as a person because I know the works that he's do- he does in his community and how he basically rebuilt Akron and the things that he's done in, in, in Ohio area. Um, so, I, you know, I don't have that stance that Stan has, but I'm not a LeBron worshiper either. And there's some times where I roll my eyes and I'm like, shut up, LeBron. My goodness. Yes. But the 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 and the Shields comparison. Not even close. I thought it was a reach and not even close because, um, man, that whole culture was a dumpster fire that, you know, was was permitted to be that way by, by uh, Holly Warlick. You're entering a place where Rick Barnes has an established culture. It is not even close. It's a reason why I think Tennessee was even mentioned as schools that Junior would be interested in because LeBron respects the coaches. He respects the heck out of Coach K, which is why Duke is on there. He respects a dude like Rick like Rick Barnes because, you know, his guy, Kevin Durant, had played for Rick Barnes. So the, the, the basketball guys – they were they respect the Rick Barnes of the world. So I, I appreciate the opinion, Stan. I think I think you're letting your dislike for LeBron really cloud because um, that has nothing to do with Kelly Washington. 
Uh, there's been no evidence of the locker room being toxic during you know Bronny's time in high school. There's no been there's been no evidence of LeBron having an issue with the high school coach. There's no has there been any evidence of that. So and anyway. Diamond Diamond to Shields to to further that point. I played baseball against Delano DeShields, her older brother in the state of Georgia. And and that family, even before Diamond got to Tennessee, that family was known to be <laughs> too much. And and it showed at, at Tennessee. So you already had a bad culture under Holly Warlick, like you mentioned, Swain. Mm-hmm. And then you, you added somebody who was just going to times it times a million, and it just did not end up well. So I... Obviously, we don't know how LeBron is behind the scenes with Bronny's AAU and high school coaches. We don't know that dynamic, but I, I would be stunned if it's as bad as the DeShields. Uh, you may be right, Stan, about, hey, LeBron would, would try to be you know, hands-on and, and trying to do too much, but we, we don't have any evidence of that, whereas the DeShields, just bad things happen wherever they go, and, and like... Eric Spolstra, LeBron didn't ruin him. Just a couple weeks ago, LeBron was blaming himself and the players for the way that the Lakers are playing and not Frank Vogel. So he hasn't ruined every coach. He, he's had, <laughs> he's, he's, had, he's had some trash coaches um, too, but he don't have a problem with with uh, Tyron Lue. He didn't have a problem with uh, Frank Vogel. They won a championship and didn't have a problem um, with, with you know, Eric Spolstra, who you just mentioned. Um, but – Anyways, let's go back to the phones. 865-255-03 uh, is, is our telephone number. Yeah, man, I'm not. Yeah, we we want to be good? We don't want to be good. We, we, we want that, that exposure? We don't want that exposure. I don't think it'll be negative exposure. I think it'll be positive exposure. But that's just me. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, who we got? Is Chris. 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 Good morning. What's going on, man? What, uh, what's up? I don't. I don't. I don't think uh, it'll be a bad uh, thing with if Bron, LeBron. I mean, Bronny came to Tennessee. Uh, like you said, you know, the, the basketball people of the world respect Rick Barnes. You know, you got to know that Kevin Durant and LeBron are somewhat good friends. You know, it might not seem like that on the court, but that's because they're competitors. Mm-hmm. You know, they're competing against each other. You know, but I'm pretty sure LeBron talked to uh, Kevin Durant on Rick Barnes, uh, Grant Williams, T.J. Ford, or any of them that played under him. And, you know, he pretty, you know, like you said, he, res- he respects Rick Barnes, Coach K. That's the reason why he's looking at Tennessee and doing things mm-hmm. like that. Let me, hey, let me add one thing in there, Chris. Let me add one thing because you made a good point. Uh, uh, Tristan Thompson played for Rick Barnes, and Tristan Thompson is signed uh, to uh, the same agency. Um, so, yes. and they played together. So, you know, there's a tie as well. I just think you know a lot of people let their uh, the way they look at LeBron and view LeBron and their feelings towards him, you know, you know, get into this this whole Bronny coming to Tennessee. It, you know, like you said, Rick Barnes them built the culture. You know. Uh, I mean, it was a good coach with Bruce. Uh, probably Bruce Pearl was there. Not as good as what it is now, but it was, you know, it wasn't bad when, you know, uh, uh, Tidwell was there. Uh, it was good when Cuzzo Martins was there, you know, but we have a good culture, and I like what Rick Barnes doing. If he feels like Bronny is a good 
edition and Bronny say, hey, I want to come, you know, hey, I'm all for it. I'm on, you know, I'm with Rick Barnes, you know. And so that's my thing. Um, on the Memphis and Tennessee game, yes. I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, do you think Bigler get, uh, will be a big part of this game? And do y'all think Huntley Hatfield, if he gets on the court, will he play a big role in this game? And then I get off the phone. Man, Chris, I think this game is perfect for Zakai Ziegler. Because it's going to get to a point where you got to play some, you got to play some rucker ball. Like you going to have to play, like he played the playground, and it's going to be about buttholes and elbows. This right, I said it. It's going to be about buttholes and elbows. Where it's about the tough man wins. The tough man wins. It's about you know uh, imposing your will. Who's going to blink? I think it's going to come down to to that, especially with a dude like you know Alex Lomax. Um, you're going to have the the back and forth between the Memphis guys and Ken Chandler. I mean, this game is going to be about toughness. You go look at the Alabama Memphis game and the guard play, the intensity there. I know one player in our basketball team that ain't flinching, that ain't blinking, and that's the Ziegler. So I think he's going to play a, a huge role uh, tomorrow afternoon. Yes, and earlier I mentioned I'm curious to see how Kennedy Chandler performs because I'm worried that he'll do too much because of what this game is going to mean to Mm -hmm. him. Zakai Ziegler could be really important in that realm if Kennedy does try to do too much, lets the emotions of the game get to him, maybe gets in foul trouble or just simply isn't playing well, then Zakai could potentially come in and save the day essentially. And and I want to pivot to another point with what you're talking about in terms of it being, what you call it, elbows and butthole game? Yep, that's what my high school coach would call it. A.K.A. it's going to be a street fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Fulkerson's not built for a street fight. I love John Fulkerson. I, I think he has had to deal with some things over the last two years that have impacted his game, and people aren't fairly recognizing that. I mean, even this year. After coming back from the face injury, I mean, he, he had to deal with, with multiple injuries over the offseason in which he wasn't able to practice. And I, I think he's still trying to, to bounce back from that for a second straight offseason. The last offseason, he dealt with, with not the same injuries, but same situation of dealing with injuries and, and not being able to practice and, and being set back. Then he had COVID and so on and so forth. And then he had to deal with it again this offseason. So I do think at times he's unfairly criticized just because people forget his circumstance and and he's been very unlucky the past two years but he's he's a a physical street fight is still not his game even when he is healthy I mean Rick has always talked about like when when Folky is being efficient it's when he's he's catching the ball and he's doing something with it passing it going up with it going into a move when he sits there and he tries the bang that that's when Folky gets gets bullied. So I, I'm a little worried about Folky in, in in this realm because like like those those kids over there at Memphis they're different. They they are they're different than than Folky. And I I think the whole conversation about Folky being soft is is a, a poor conversation. I don't think he's soft. I just don't think his his body is. Is is strong enough? Like I think that's two different things. Like to me, soft is is when you pee down your leg in the moment, 
it, to me, when when he gets bodied, it's it's not because mentally he's not locked in, mentally he's not ready to go, mentally he's cowering in that moment. To me, it's because his just physique isn't built to take on some of these more more aggressive players that he's going up against, which is what is going to be the case tomorrow. Memphis has a lot of dogs on their team. They they do. They have a lot of street fighters. They they have a lot of guys who aren't going to shy away from the moment and, and are going to make life really tough on Folky. How does Folky respond? And, and honestly, I think this game suits <clears throat> Olivier Camois better from a physicality standpoint. It's just that there's not a lot of of hope and and confidence that Olivier is going to step up in this moment because in the big games this year, Olivier hasn't. And, and Tennessee could really use a good game from Olivier tomorrow because I think his physicality matches up well with Memphis way more so than, than Folkish does. The only thing I'll poke holes in in, 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 in your stance on, on Folky talking about, um, you know, you don't, you don't think he is – Soft, you think it is, you know, just his, his stature, uh, and I'm not calling him soft. You know, I, I think I think he's finesse, but that soft is not soft or not is a mindset. It's not about physique. It's a mindset. Cause go look at Devonte Gaines mm-hmm. and how scrawny he was when he was here at Tennessee. I mean, the dude was 150 pounds soaking wet. But has anyone ever associated with? Finesse or soft with Devontae Gaines. No, because mentality-wise, dude, he will cut you. Like, he will run through you to get to the basket, to get a rebound, to die for a loose ball, to take a charge, to to get a key rebound. He just wasn't a shooter. He just didn't have that confidence to shoot the basketball. And I want to see Folky be a guy that's, I will cut you in the alley. Like, I will do whatever it takes. Claw, scratch, fight. You're not pushing me off the block. Um, you're not pushing me around. Like, I want to see Folky the away game versus Kentucky a couple years ago. That's what I want to see from Folky. And this is the type of game where Folky needs to have that type of impact. I'm not talking about the points, but that type of impact and command of the paint in the block. Because you're dealing with a very – athletic and strong freshman in Jalen Duran, who did a really good job against Alabama, catching oops, head was over the rim, was looking like a young Dwight Howard out there. <laughs> I mean, so you're going to have to match his, uh, his activity, his energy, and you know Memphis will say, hey, man, we're going to send bodies and contact. We're going to send you know, bodies at Folky. We're going to give him that contact. We know he don't like that stuff. Um, and Folky – needs to respond. And the same goes for Olivier. Has to respond. Because you and I know, Ben, what type of game this is going to be tomorrow. A street fight. Yeah, it's going to be a street and, fight. And, and I, I, I'm confident that like Tennessee can, can win a street fight. Like I don't think Tennessee is just weak and, and physically weak or mentally weak. Like I, I think Tennessee can win a street fight. Tennessee has tough dudes on this basketball team. Kennedy Chandler, he's a dog. Zakai mm-hmm. Ziegler, he's mm-hmm. a dog. Santiago is low key a dog. Oh, oh yeah, Santi's a dog, man. Viscovi, I, I be seeing Viscovi throwing little, little little chicken wing elbows. 
Yeah. I'll be seeing yes. pushing. I, I, oh, I love it too, man. I, I can see. It. I can see Santi getting a tech. I can too. For, but, I can too. Santi Lomax, Santi Tyler Harris. That, that those will be fun, intense matchups. Josiah, I wouldn't call him a dog, but like he's mentally tough. Jo- Josiah just has a, a nice personality, so it's kind of hard to. And all of them do. But you know what I'm getting at? Like I do. I, I, like you, you I, don't. I'm you don't, with you. I'm with you. Josiah doesn't necessarily display the dog. He's composed. He, he's very composed. He's That's composed. A good yes. And he's confident. And like he tennis, is, he it, is strong. Yes. Um. But I just man, I, where I want to see Folky really help Tennessee win this game isn't by Tennessee. Is isn't by Folky, you know, getting on the block and, and somebody throwing him the ball and, and slowing the game down. I, I don't want to see this become a half court game. I, I think this needs to be a game where Tennessee is up and down the floor, taking good shots in rhythm from deep. And where I want to see Folky be productive isn't by catching the ball on the block and, and going into his post moves. You'll have a little of that sprinkled in just to try to keep the defense honest, but attack the boards. I want to see Folky have five offensive rebounds that, you know, three of them are, are put back layups and another one or two are for, for kick out threes that, that are wide open. Like that's where I really want to see Folky impact this game is just being relentless. You go back two, three years ago when, when Folky is at its best, it's when he's doing those things where he's a pest in the post where he's grabbing offensive rebounds he's getting deflections he's getting tips he's just in the way and he's just a nuisance yeah, different to, role then. to his opponent and and here's he was a trash man then yes and and i i don't want to i i don't want to get into this conversation right now i think that is part of the the issue with tennessee at times is, is that they do have role players playing starting roles and and I mean, I, I think Folky's more of a, a sixth man than a than a starter. I think Olivier, kind of in in that same realm. Different conversation for a different day. Um, so I, I I agree with you there. Um, but I, that's where I want to see Folky be really productive tomorrow. Is on the offensive glass and, and putbacks, kick it back out for for open threes, things like that. I mean, you mentioned you know you don't want this to be a half court game. I think there's going to be times where Tennessee wants to make this a half court game because. Part of building a strategy against your opponent is exploiting the weakness of your opponent. And I don't think Memphis is a good half-court team. I think what Penny uh, wants to do is is adopt an AAU game, which normally is up and down. You don't run a lot of sets. You don't have a true understanding of, of, of offensive spacing and, and, and passing the ball and making an extra pass. Um, guys are going one-on-one and taking ill-advised shots. You see that more in the AAU game. And I haven't seen Memphis run offense, like consistent half-court offense. And so if I'm Tennessee, I want to force you to do that. Yes, like, and, and uh, Memphis didn't do that against Alabama. Yeah, I wanna, yeah. Alabama was sloppy on offense, turnovers, um, ill-advised shots that, that led to, to quick transition points. Or even if it didn't lead to transition points for Memphis, it led to Memphis getting out in transition and, and putting pressure on on Alabama's defense, which Alabama's offense is – Alabama as a team is going to be fine this year. But they have taken a significant step back defensively. At least to this point in the season, they have not figured it out 
defensively. Now, they have enough offense to make up for the step back in defense that they have taken to where it's not as noticeable, and it kind of makes up for it, for, for what they have lost on defense. They they have added in offense. But the other night against Memphis, they they really missed Herb Jones because – Memphis was doing whatever it wanted kind of inside the paint and, and penetrating that Alabama defense. And, and Herb Jones filling those gaps and, and the length bothering opponents and, and protecting the rim as well. Alabama really missed that against Memphis on, on Tuesday night. So um, Memphis didn't necessarily, you know, run offense all day long against Alabama. It, it was a lot of transition stuff. And, and when the game did – did get slowed down. Memphis turned the ball over quite a bit. Yeah, one thing one thing I want to look at uh, with the Alabama Memphis game is man, fast you know fast break points because Alabama's a team that shoots a lot of threes. They shot thirty three threes in that game. We shoot a lot of threes this year, and the one thing that ignites the fast break, other than a live ball turnover, is a long miss on three-point shot because those long rebounds are usually hitting the three-point area and then you don't really have a deep you know the outlet um is down there half court so when you're shooting short shots and the ball comes off the rim and you know guys getting a rebound on the block point guard outlets and you got enough time to get back but if it's a long three a guard can get that and just go so making shots is very, very important for Tennessee because if, if you're missing them, you're allowing Memphis to get on the fast break a little bit easier. And I want to, I honestly want to force Memphis to play more, more half court. Now you have to run too when you have opportunities because you do have a guy like Kenny Chandler who is a one man fast break. So just curious to see kind of what happens with the strategy and you know when when runs occur, like why did they occur and you know. Was it a run based on you know turnovers, fast breaks, or missed shots from long three-pointers, fast breaks? It's going to be just really, really fascinating to kind of see uh, the, the, the strategies that are, that are implemented in this basketball game for both sides. Let's get to uh, Big Orange Mac on the Iris Network's hotline. Mac Daddy, Big Orange Mac, good morning. Good morning, Jay Swizzle. Good morning, Ben Jammin. Good morning, King. Uh... uh Look at here. I'm, I'm gonna get my opinion on this Ronnie thing. Look at, uh, look at, first look of at. all, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna step on some toes because I'm gonna tell you how, what it, what it's really about. Uh, it, it's the whole. It, and I'm gonna tell you the truth. It, it, people, the reason why people don't want him here, and I stand. I respect your opinion. Uh, but uh, I heard what you was saying, but you didn't say it. It's his whole political view. Everybody's got their 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 panties in a bunch because of his political views. Now sometimes he get I'm like you, Jay. He get on my nerves. He I get mean, on my damn nerves, man. Sometimes you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Shut, shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you know, everybody just well, just shut up and dribble. Uh, that's taking it that's, too far. That's, that that that's their whole thing. Look, think of the positive impact by having LeBron James on. Well, not I'm, his son. But LeBron James himself on campus, not only will it be a positive impact for recruiting in basketball, football, baseball, basketball, softball, this younger generation, boys and girls, love LeBron. They love him. Yep. And 
and you will be shooting yourself in the foot. All your toes is gone like they done cut them off because you ate too much sugar for the Beatles. You're shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> you, you, I've never seen a fan base that want to sabotage their own that gum uh, university. And then, and then complain about it when it's not going well. Yeah, and it's your damn fault. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's strictly political. With the reason why I'm calling it like it is, and I, if I if I piss some people off this morning, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's strictly political. The reason why they do not want LeBron here yes. or his son. Yes. That's it. Point blank, period. All right. Uh, I'm going to get off that horse now. Uh, look, I, I, I have a rule. I don't watch basketball till after the Super Bowl, but <laughs> I'm going to have to tune in uh, Saturday because uh, I, I, I want them to just, just beat. I want them to beat Penny and, and Tiger High like they stole something. Uh, I, I, I want to beat them bad. And Fulky, uh I call him Stork. Uh, Stork need to grow his hair back. Cause remember when Stork, he was balling when he had when he had the shaggy dude. He did. He need to get the shaggy. If, if anybody can get my message to to Stork, tell him to grow his hair back. Yeah, he got plenty. He got plenty of time when we for the turn. You know, get his hair growing again. He like Samson. His hair was was his string like Samson. That's, that's uh, right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, my, and my other, uh, I, and I need Euro. If Euros, I call him, I call him Euros plastics. Uh, <laughs> you ain't right. <laughs> if you rose plastic, get a get a uh, tech. I, I want him to go out in the blaze of glory. I want him to knock somebody the hell out. I mean, smooth, I, Stone Cold, you got knocked the bleep out. Can't do I that. want that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I I think we should put in Urosh just for that purpose. Just go ahead, get, let him me, get an ejection, <laughs> knock knock somebody out. <laughs> He, uh, he gonna be Bill. He he Bill Lambier, Mac. Hey, yeah. Look, <laughs> Deacon need to look down at send in the goons, send him in. Hey man, I'm gonna get off here. Y'all have a good. You too, man. Have a good weekend. One other thing uh, I wanted to add before we got the Big Orange Mac about this basketball game. You were mentioning mm-hmm. things you're fascinated to see. Mm-hmm. I'm just fascinated to see what Memphis basketball team shows up. Correct. They looked good against Alabama. But great. 92 points. Only time that they've looked good All season. this season. Yep. And and I have a, a buddy who is a Memphis basketball fan, and we were talking before the Memphis-Alabama game, and it was Tuesday morning or maybe it was Monday night. I don't know. It, it was in between Alabama's win over Houston and the, the Memphis game. And I said, I'm real interested to see how tonight goes because – Alabama's coming off of a big-time emotional win. It would not surprise me at all to kind of see them, you know, struggle. Maybe they're feeling good about themselves, a little too comfortable. And, and, and that's a quick turnaround for a big game in FedEx form, in a, in a sellout, a whiteout that, that Memphis put on. I, I was fascinated to see how Alabama would play in that environment after a – a pretty intense win over Houston and, and everything that came with that win mm-hmm. on, on Saturday night. And they came out flat and it bit them in the butt for Alabama. And then on the flip side of that, like I know Memphis had lost three in a row, Georgia, Ole Miss, Murray state, but like, even though they had lost three in a row, they're still backed into a corner. And, and I, I, I thought with, with those Memphis kids being, Dogs, I knew that they would be swinging. So with the combination of of Memphis swinging and Alabama maybe being a little too comfortable after Saturday night's win over Houston, 
like it didn't surprise me all that much with, with how Tuesday night played out. But how does Memphis play on on Saturday? Now that I don't think that they'll be as desperate as they were just because they've they've already got a win. They should still be as desperate because they they desperately need to beat Tennessee for their NCAA tournament resume. But do they do they get a little sense of of comfort after taking care of Alabama and will they have that same intensity? I, I think that they will because of, of the rivalry game, but I think Tennessee will be more locked in than Alabama was. So I, I'm really fascinated to see how, how the game plays out in that regard, because the Alabama game is the only game that Memphis has looked good in this season against legitimate competition. Yeah. Yeah. Memphis, man, they've actually lost four in a row and, um, one of those was against Murray State. Uh, they lost to Iowa State. The most embarrassing loss was was to Georgia, and um, and an Ole Miss team that in their next game lost by thirty to Western Kentucky. Yeah, so and Memphis somehow beat Western Kentucky. Yeah, so they got some bad losses and they got the big win against against Alabama. That's a really good point, though. Um, coming off an emotional game, whether you win or lose, how are you, how are you able to rebound? Because you really don't have that much time to recover in basketball. Football, you got a whole week. Uh, basketball, you got a few hours, and you better you know you better forget about it and play the next game. So you know Tennessee is they've had two tune up games to address the issues from the Texas Tech loss. Can they come out and play better? Have they learned anything from? The last neutral side game, we will see. But man, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited about this game. I am pumped, man. I, and I, honestly, I'm glad Memphis played the way they played against Alabama. It puts more eyeballs on this game. It puts more pressure on the coaches and the players in this game. In football, y'all want to play nine game, you know, in conference schedule. You want to play, you know, this. Neutral site game, you want to play this non-conference opponent. You don't want to play the Marshalls and the Western Kentuckys and the, and the ETSUs of the world. You don't want to play those games. You, you want to play good games, right? Well, here you go. You got a good game against an opponent that a couple days ago played like a top five team in Memphis. They ain't a top five team. They, they finally lived they up like to one. their potential. Yeah, they played like one. So this is, going to be, this is going to be a good one, man. This is going to be a good one. And and Memphis is still backed into a corner. We'll see if they they still have that same intensity that they that they had on Tuesday night. But I I really do believe that there's more pressure on Memphis in this one than there is Tennessee, just because of the conference that they are in, and they they don't have many opportunities to to build a resume for the tournament. They were in the same situation last year. They ain't split no more. Hmm. The pressure's not split anymore. I I, I think it's different types of pressure. Okay. I think it's different types of pressure. I would rather face the, the pressure of, of Tennessee than, than the pressure of, of Memphis because if they lose this game, it's going to be real hard for them to make the tournament despite what they do in conference play because last year they 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 were awesome in conference play, but because they struggled so much during non-conference play and failed to pick up resume-building wins, they missed the tournament. And Penny can't afford to, to miss another tournament. I, I'd rather... I'd rather face bad publicity from Tennessee fans if I'm Rick Barnes than than deal with with what Penny would have to deal with if he weren't to make the NCAA tournament. And they need this game to make the tournament. 865-255-03. Hour three is 
coming up, but hour two uh, is brought to you by Action 247, Tennessee's only legal sports book. Follow them on Twitter at TNAction247. Uh, use a promo code Swain Event for new customers only. Promo code Swain Event and receive 100% match on your first deposit up to $800. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. At work? Can't call in? Don't feel bad. You can talk to the guys on the text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at NobodyTrashesTennessee.com. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office Furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller and and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com. Or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Fools remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. boy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. 
Atta boy today goes to VFL, former Tennessee wing player, Admiral Schofield, who had a career night. Career night for the Lakeland Magic, part of the Developmental League, the NBA. Man, Admiral Schofield dropped 32 points, y'all. 32 points. He had two steals. He was on fire, baby. Four from six from three-point range. He was putting in work. So, attaboy to Admiral Schofield. Man, can't wait to see him um, back on the NBA team and, and, and playing on primetime. I uh, love the way he's continuing to, to improve and get better and stay in focus. Not, not everyone's path is the same. You know, Grant Williams in this third season is, 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 is really blossoming, doing a really good job. Not, not everyone's path is the same. But Admiral Schofield, he is too determined. He will be back playing at a high level in the NBA. It's going to happen. So this is a good step for him uh, a boy. I don't know. I think Admiral should just go join Jordan Bone and Kyle Alexander in Spain and ball out with them. Hey man, you can you can be a superstar over there, be a hero like Chris like Chris Lofton. I know uh Stefan Marbury went over there and was a was a god. Yes, Chris Lofton is my hero. Uh I'm giving an attaboy to another former Vol, Swain. And that is former I'm saying former Vol, Jakob Johnson, because I don't know what position to put by his name. He's, he, was a, he was a former ball football player, man. Okay, that that works. For, he came for, as he came as a linebacker, but remember he played defensive. He played he tried to play defensive end, defensive end, and, and tight end, fullback, running back. Yeah, they they put they had him at H back. On Bush Jones system it was H back, so you didn't really have a fullback. So he did some lead blocking, um, but he was a tight end. He was a linebacker, and um, they tried to put his hand on the dirt on the edge. It didn't work out. But uh, continue, former. Tennessee football player is the correct phrasing, Ben. Yes, I'm, I'm giving former Vol Jakob Johnson and Swain Event friend of the show Jakob Johnson and Attaboy because earlier this week, uh, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, surprised him with his presence. Robert Kraft made a surprise appearance and presented Jakob Johnson with a game ball for being just the third player in the International Pathway Program to play 1,000 snaps. Wow. And uh, Robert Kraft apparently also promised a special announcement on Johnson's birthday, which has since took place. I, I did not see the, the special uh, announcement. So maybe you can look it up and see what that special announcement was. But uh, Mike Reese, uh, ESPN NFL Nation reporter who covers the Patriots, hinted at maybe a game in Germany, question mark. But I think I would have heard about that. Yeah, the only thing thing that shows is that he teases a special announcement. So um, that was a couple days ago. We have not heard about the special announcement. I don't see anything about the special announcement. Um, It looks like... uh so here's here's an announcement that Mike Reese tweeted out. As part of the NFL's International Home Marketing Area Initiative, the Patriots submitted a proposal and were awarded Germany, Jakob Johnson's oh, that's cool. native country, as their international home market. 
uh, said that when it comes to international markets, Germany has always had the most passionate fan base for American football. This is according to Robert Kraft. This is what Kraft said. We have worked hard to grow our global fan base since I bought the Patriots in 1994, and we have had the good fortune of exponential growth in Germany since drafting Sebastian Vollmer in 2009, a German native who enjoyed an eight-year Patriots career and retired a two-time Super Bowl champion. One, our popularity has continued to grow with the addition of Jakob Johnson in 2019, with this new NFL initiative, we are eager to engage with fans in Germany in new and creative ways and can't wait to play a game there. So that's cool. Shout out to Jakob Johnson. He, if, if any of our long, long-time uh, Swain Event listeners heard that interview with Jakob Johnson uh, two, three years ago over the summer, you, you can tell that it's impossible not the root for Jakob Johnson, mm-hmm. just an awesome down to earth guy and, and, and deserves all the success coming his way. And Bill's Patriots game a couple weeks ago when the, the bills won or bills lost 14 to 13, I think it was, uh, Damian Harris had that long touchdown run. It would not have been possible if, if not for Jakob Johnson. So Jakob Johnson, a great fullback, but by no means the best fullback in the country because that title belongs to Kari Blazin game. Uh, y'all could better right now. Shut up. I'll punch you. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll fight you. Hey, the truth to punch back. No, Jakob is not better than Kari. Yes, he is. No. How? He's playing better right now. You you watch every Patriots and Titans game? I know that the Patriots threw the ball three times last week and still won. And Titans won last week. I bet I bet y'all that wasn't last week. That was two weeks ago. Did the Titans only throw the ball three times in a game and win? They should with the way Ted Hill's been playing lately. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, man. You 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 running the football like Navy in an NFL game, that means your offensive line and fullback and running back putting in some work. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. I know it's your boy. I like him. He cool. He from he from he from the same hometown. I got love for him too. But the facts are the facts, Ben. Sweet event. Hour three is coming up. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us.